Hey, Senda. Hey, Phil. Uh, do you want to talk about the hero's journey? Yes, because I have returned, transformed. Now I am the celestial panda queen and I shall free the show from long episodes and I will use my powers to bring outtakes and bonus outtakes to all of the listeners. And welcome to another episode of Pandas Talking Games. I'm one of your hosts, Phil. And I am your other host, Senda. Hey, and before we get started uh, tonight, here's a word from one of our awesome sponsors. Up above, you see blood red clouds boiling across the sky. I hear that you're only about to go on an adventure. Uh, you know how Emma likes to have me running around worrying about things. <laughs> you see armies at your back, dwarven, elven, human. You see all the races under your command, and you wickedly smile back at yourself. We can do this the easy way, or we can do this the hard way. And you see this light being shattered into seven different pieces. It's not worth the risk. Just say it's part of my inquisitive nature. I have been following you for a very long time. Do you want a countdown? Three, two, one, now. And you feel the ball drop out from beneath you. The Lucky Die Podcast is a weekly 5e Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. Join our adventure every Monday wherever you download podcasts by searching for The Lucky Die. So for tonight's topic, Dave asked... The hero's journey story is a very effective and satisfying storytelling technique in popular media. Can it be used in RPGs? Given the fact that the GM does not control the quote hero in an RPG like a writer controls a character in a film slash book slash TV show, um, what tips or tricks do you have that can help a GM simulate the hero's journey? And it goes without saying that a campaign or one-shot perspective would be welcomed. Yeah, Dave, you ask and we listen. Uh, your t- topic is so perfectly crafted uh, that we're just going to basically run with this as the entire show topic. So I'm going to talk tonight about the hero's journey in campaigns. And I'm going to talk about them in one shots. But first, Phil, can you define for us the hero's journey? Yeah, the hero's journey is a classic story structure, which was created, named by uh, Joseph Campbell in 1949. It's a framework that is independent of genre that has uh, some of the following features in it, right? So there's there's, uh, somebody who's going to become the hero. Mm -hmm. Um, They are going to leave whatever mundane life they have to undertake an adventure. Often, uh, they are met with a helper by a helper or a mentor. They are often, uh, on this adventure that they go upon, changed, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes undergo a transformation, And then eventually, to come full circle, they return home, like, in their new transformed state. So, there have been a number of scholars who have worked on uh, the hero's journey since Campbell's initial work. All of them around the same framework. Some of them have different numbers of steps of the framework. Some of them have different names for them. But essentially, it's all the same. But I like Campbell's uh, definition of the hero's journey best, which was a hero ventures forth from the world of common day into a region of supernatural wonder. Fabulous forces are there encountered and a decisive victory is won. 
the hero comes back from this mysterious adventure with the power to bestow boons on his fellow man. So I can easily think of a number of stories that jump out at me with this, but the hero's journey is not the only show in town, is it? No, so there's, there's, this is only one kind of heroic story framework. There is also a heroine's journey, which has a slightly different structure. For our discussion tonight, we're going to just render the word hero to be genderless, right? Amen. Like this, just, this is just the structure that we are talking about. It does not assume anything on behalf of the person that it applies to, right? So we're going to say anyone of any gender can be a hero and undertake this hero's journey for our purposes of this discussion this evening. Amen. I agree. Beyond our purposes, too. Like, I just in general. Yes. I mean, in general, absolutely. I mean, I think that... Um, yes. I'm it's really I'm... interesting. Like, we can talk about Captain Marvel as that. There's, like, interesting bits, but it also actually follows the heroine's journey. It's... Oh, anyway. Yeah. Depends on how you break it down, right? So... Yep. Yeah. I just don't want anyone... I don't want anyone to... I don't want anyone to think that based on the fact that there's a heroine's journey, that somehow the hero, the hero's journey is somehow um, inherently masculine or something, right? It's, it's just not. It is. We can actually discuss this because part of the reason that there is a heroine's journey is because there are some parts of the hero's journey that are inherently our perception of masculine. But that doesn't mean that a masculine person has to do them. We don't have to go into no, that. No, no, that's perfect. <laughs> uh, you're right. We don't have to go deeper into that. You are 100% but, correct. But there, there's nothing about gender that precludes somebody from from being in this framework. Correct. Yes. yes. Good. And, That's and what likewise, we're trying to say. That is actually also true for the heroine's journey. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So anyway, good. Um, so to make... <laughs> now that we've covered that. <laughs> now that we've covered that. To make this as digestible as possible, uh, we're going to talk about one of the best known hero's journeys for our culture and our generation, which is Luke Skywalker's uh, story in episodes four, five, and six. Yes. So let's do a quick breakdown, because if you haven't seen them at this point, I'm just going to say no, spoilers. No, 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 no. That's... But like... I think But also, like, really, people? Okay. So here's our quick breakdown. Um, so Luke is our hero, right? But he lives a normal life of a moisture farmer on Tatooine. Yep. That's, okay. that's his mundane life, right? That is mundane life. He receives the call for adventure when he finds the message from Princess Leia and seeks out Ben Kenobi. Cool. Right. He goes on an adventure, leaving Tatooine, and he destroys the Death Star, right? He eventually finds a mentor in Yoda, who teaches him the ways of the Force. He faces Vader at Bespin and loses his hand, which is one transformation moment, right? He returns to Tatooine as a Jedi Knight to free Han and his friends, now displaying new powers and combat skills, like a completed transformation, right? And then he eventually faces Vader and the Emperor and triumphs. So, you know, and truthfully, Obi-Wan Kenobi is also like a mentor along the way, right? He like, kind of is, but they get rid of him really quickly. They use him as part of the call to adventure. Yes. Because he's, he's, he's able to get Luke. He gets Luke started, right? He gives Luke yeah. the lightsaber. He gets him off the planet, right? Yeah. But, yeah. But, you know, really, you're, you're correct. Like Yoda's, the time on, t on Dagobah is really where Luke undergoes, you know, from barely being able to get the lightsaber out of the snow, to like actually doing some cool shit by the time it gets to Bespin. Yep. Okay, cool. Yep. All right. So now just keep that in mind because when we need any references tonight about the hero's journey, we're going to go back to Star Wars. Yes. Okay. So now jumping back over to tabletop RPGs, um, we can actually see that this framework is pretty easy to apply in a, in a RPG, right? Because journeys, supernatural worlds, challenges, transformations, right? Those are tropes in a lot of different games, 
uh, that we play, and rightfully so because the hero's journey has influenced a lot of the media that forms this, that kind of feeds into tabletop RPGs, right? Yeah. Um, a lot of Appendix N, right? Is yes. a lot of is a lot of a hero's lot of journey, journey. Yeah. right? So, so there's no doubt that these two things are intertwined. Yeah. Okay, but there's a challenge that we actually have. Uh, with this framework when it comes to tabletop RPGs. And that is the hero's journey is often a story about a single character, a hero. Yep. Where where tabletop RPGs are often about a party or a group. Right. So one of the challenges that you then face is that you may have to apply this to a group, right? So if we go back to Star Wars, Luke is the single hero and the other characters are not on a hero's journey. They have their own arcs, they have their own goals, but they're not on hero's journey paths, right? So one of the things you have to figure out if you wanna do a hero's journey in your game is, is this going to be for one of the characters or is this going to be for the group, right? So if you do it for the group, it could be something like a squadron of rookie pilots or like a group of kids who have all found mysterious power armors, etc. Like as long as you can kind of keep them in the same place of the hero arc at the same time, right? Then you can do it for a group all at once. But having defined what the hero's journey is, let's actually jump into the easier of the two types of games. And let's talk a bit about how a hero's journey would work in a campaign. The hero's journey is actually a pretty easy campaign structure, right? Um, I mean, honestly, if you go to Wikipedia, there's like a graphic of the hero's journey that right. literally is your campaign arc. Yeah, like right? here's a structure. <laughs> just go. Just literally tack on your adventures around <laughs> the circle yeah. um, and, and you'll be good, right? So the reason this works is, right, a campaign has multiple sessions, right? So it makes this uh, framework incredibly satisfying, right? We have... Um, You have the luxury of time to play out some of the hero living their mundane life, right? So if we, again, to compare back to, like, to go back to um, episode four, right, we get to see Luke doing some pretty boring tasks in the beginning, right? Like, he's buying the droids, he's cleaning them up, right, before he gets his, like, call for adventure, right? Because we need Mm -hmm. to kind of see a little bit of this um, mundane life, right? He's whining, like, as he's ought to do. Anyway. I okay. want much more than this provincial life. Like, yes, thank yeah. you. And then the campaign format gives us like all the sessions we need to kind of explore the hero's journey and the and the emotions that go with it, right? The triumphs, the transformation. Like it makes the transformation really satisfying because we go from not being awesome to becoming <laughs> awesome, that kind of yes. thing, right? Yeah. Um, and we have the, you know. Um, we have that space to kind of grow out all those emotional attachments. Now, I'm going to go a little off script here for a second. The mm-hmm. challenge you have as a GM is that, as opposed to the writer, is that the writer's in complete control of what's going to happen to the character on the hero's journey. Yep. Um, you very well could die <laughs> in an RPG you on could. the hero's journey. Yep. Um, you, as the GM, need to decide how important the complete of the completion of the hero's journey is and to what level will you kind of um for lack of better term protect the protagonist on this journey if you're playing something like dcc like you can go on a hero's journey you may or may not make it um but in another game you might you might sculpt that a bit more right like you might have ways to make sure that if they're defeated in combat they don't die and Et cetera, et cetera, right? 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Anyway, I just uh, that was a little sidebar thing because that yeah. is just one of those pitfalls about it. But getting back on topic. Right. Well, I mean, so so this ties into that, right? Because games that are going to be good for this one are ones that have level advancement, but also they're, they tend to be the kind of games where, like, it's intended and expected that you survive, right? So, yeah. like, when we talk about, like, 5th edition D&D, right? Would yep. be a game that would work well for the hero's journey because you, so you've got lower levels to define the more mundane hero who grows more pow- powerful as they increase in levels, right? So you go from like, you know, dancing lights to fireball. That's big. Yep, absolutely. Um, but but where, where this doesn't necessarily work in some of our more modern games is something like fate, right? Where characters start out fully competent, Right, yeah. because you can't start mundane and then work out of it, or like even even if we break out of like fantasy as a genre or anything like that, you know, like if you start talking about headspace and a lot of the powered by the apocalypse games, they don't lend themselves to a hero's journey because you have an assumed level of competency walking in, right? Yeah, so I mean, there are some that certainly do, right? Dungeon World would do headspace. it, but headspace won't, right? Um, like so, it's it's a. Yeah. It's right, and and some people might say that you could hack fate to do the hero's journey. You absolutely can ha- hack it, but we're mm-hmm. talking about out of the box, right? Sure, out of the yep. box, these characters come very competent. Yep. Um, so it's all of those things. So as we mentioned before, what we need to do in our session zero is, as we're setting up this campaign, is to decide who is going to be the hero or heroes, right? Yes. So we have to we have to have that discussion right up front um, yeah. and make that decision, and then um, once that's set, and maybe you even want to set um, during that, you may even want to set in session zero like how you're going to kind of protect the hero, especially at the more fragile stages. So maybe you're not going to you know maybe you're modifying death saves or maybe it's nobody dies, you just get captured. Like it, it'll like nobody dies, it just gets worse, right? right? Like you know like right right right. Okay. It could be that. I, you know what? I, I have to just insert one more thing, which I'm just going to throw in here, which is that you can still play the hero's journey in games that don't mechanically advance you through the hero's journey. Like you can still play the story arc, but mechanically yeah. it won't be the like zero to hero thing because mechanically it just won't actually happen that way. Right, it doesn't tr- mean you can't do it. Right. Because but- the transformation narratively without the transformation mechanically is less satisfying well it depends on how emotional it is right yeah but i mean there's a thing when you're the hero like like again let's go back yeah, you, to you want to gain like a cool special thing yeah. doing it which is where the leveling up comes in i mean think of think of return of the jedi when luke returns to tatooine right he leaves tatooine as this moisture farmer following like this you know crazy old guy right and a droid and he returns as a full jedi knight Right. And we see him force choke a Grimorian guard on his way in the door. He mind tricks the twilight. Like, I mean, it, it's epic. But, but right. I mean, all I'm all, so all I'm saying is like, I, it's, it's just it came to mind because I wanted to make it clear, like, I don't actually play that much D&D. And the thing that happens with a lot of games where you have to level up is they tend to get pretty mechanical to achieve that kind of level up, level up thing. And I don't want it to sound like you can't do this with a more story-based game because you absolutely can. You can to some degree, right? I, I, I will I will <laughs> see that point. I will say that things like unlocking moves can get you there. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, 
if you're not really undergoing the transformation, are you really undergoing a hero's journey? Well, so the thing is, like, if you say you were playing Fate Accelerated, right? Sure. And you wanted to play Star Wars The Ark. What it means is then me as a GM, when Luke comes out of that situation, like when, when he's gone through training, maybe I give him some special stuff or something. Well, right? then you I just mean, mechanically I'm, change I know the character. Mechanically, I've just changed yes. the game, which is not the out of the box part. No, I just, no, but you're I wanted doing to make them, it clear, right? But like, you're doing you can, the mechanical transformation. Exactly. You can, but I'm, all I'm saying is you can still do it. Okay, so to sum up, I think what you're saying is if a game doesn't have a leveling mechanic and you want to do a mechanical transformation, you can add on things to the character. So, for instance, if we were playing Fate Accelerated, maybe after Dagobah, I tell the player, first of all, here is a index card with a couple new stunts that you can do which are force-based stunts that you yep. can that you can do. Yeah, and on yeah. top of that, go ahead and change your uh, aspect to Jedi Knight in training. Yeah. Or like what happened in my last Star Wars game that I just played last week on Thursday is a bunch of stormtroopers went into a wild situation. One of them drank some like strange Quicksilver bantha blood stuff maybe and um then now she has force powers are you right like are we're you saying are you saying are you saying they drank some sort of midichlorians or something is that <laughs> nonsense being propagated no, 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 no. in no, your no. game we have x-carded midichlorians <laughs> they are not I'm just allowed saying, at the table i'm just saying if you drank something and got force powers no like no no, right. no. Anyway, let's it get back magic. to it. was magic. It was planet force magic. All right. Space magic indeed. All right. Let's get back to work here. Anyway. All right. Yes. So I'm just saying Genesis. Okay. So going back to this, at session zero, you need to kind of set up who your heroes are. You, yes. are, do, you are going to have to consider what mechanical transformations or additions you want to add on to the character. That is the yes. thing. Yep. The hero's journey itself is a story arc. Right? Yes. And it should be run as a story arc. And yeah. I'm not going to go into any tips here on story arcs because their structure, their pacing and all of that um, has been covered, I think, the best we ever did it uh, in Arc of the Misdirected, Misdirected Mark episode 241, which I yeah. think is an exceptional it's um, a very good one. Yeah. review of arcs. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the last thing you need to consider, and you don't have to consider it at session zero, you can make this decision in the middle of the game, but you do need to decide... When the hero's journey arc ends, yeah, is the campaign over? Yeah, or are you going to like finish this arc and have a new arc that's not a hero's journey? Yeah, so that's a also a consideration. Again, you don't have to solve that at, at um, session zero. You can play halfway through. You can play three quarters of the way through. You can play almost all the way to the end of the arc before you have to make that decision. But you got to make that decision at some point. Correct. Okay. Yeah. All in all. The Hero's Journey is actually a pretty easy structure to implement for a campaign. Yep. Where things get tricky is when we get into one-shots. It's true. It gets trickier um, because you don't have multiple sessions to take a character or characters on this journey, right? So you have to play all of those different steps in whole or in part in, in one session, which, you know, is probably between two to four hours, right? Mm-hmm. So... The important thing to think about when you're confronting this sort of situation is while you could 
try to jam the entire thing into one four hours, right? Like you could try to go through that whole journey with a character or characters in that four hour slot. You're not going to have time to do that thing that we talked about last time where you let things breathe, right? To have the emotional depth and connection for that storyline to be really satisfying. And then on top of that, when we talk about changing or leveling up characters, that doesn't always happen as a one shot, right? So sometimes you will lack the mechanical opportunity to transform the character as well. Although interestingly, this ties into like last time, one of the characters drank the wild space magic juice from the planet and then now they have force powers like the they not they, midichlorian they drink. added an actual like they got to put the force thing on their um you know fantasy flight star wars sheet. sure and now they yep, have yep. a force die and stuff so talk about transformation anyway moving right along <laughs> so our suggestion is that you probably don't want to do the hero's journey as a one shot yeah maybe not the entire thing right so if if we look at the hero's journey we agree, we discussed this, and we agree, um, we think that the first part is your best bet, right? So this is this is the, the mundane, right? So your mundane hero takes off on an adventure, accepts the call to adventure, right? So if we go back to Star Wars, and we think about this as a one-shot, that means you're playing out episode four instead of, like, uh, the Empire Strikes Back. That doesn't sound like a very fun one-shot, because... Everything is hard and bad, and then at the end of it, everything is very bad. <laughs> right. Right? Or, like, if you did Return of the Jedi as a standalone, like, I love that movie, don't get me wrong, but if you walk into the beginning of it and you're already a Jedi Knight and you just have to save people, like, it doesn't have the same emotional impact and it doesn't have the transformation, right? Like, because you haven't seen these these people grow and evolve into that. It's just sort of their final battle, right? Yeah. And you could totally do that. And yep. sometimes we do, right? Sure. When we're just like, we're going to take not a super powerful character and it, go in. It's but, just not a hero's. It's not a hero's journey story. No, it's not. So I think if you're going to take a piece of the hero's journey and do it as a one shot, then you would do like the beginning into the call to adventure and like play out that bit, just like you know, a new hope. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, the New Hope has plenty of action, and again, like you said, it, there's a call adventure. There's an actual thing you do, right? Like rescue the yeah. princess from the Death Star. Yes, even yes, if yes. your even if your four hour session doesn't go any further than that, yeah. that's still pretty interesting. You went yeah, from yeah. nobody to rescuing the princess. Yes, right. Yep. So so that's good, and it also hints at greater things to come, right? Um, and we don't actually in a one shot get to play those parts, but we get the emotional satisfaction of knowing that like we've started this character on a journey. Right. And it's one of those situations in which it can be better to leave them wanting a little more than to have jammed everything in and, you know, leave them going. Meh. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. So the other thing to think about those, if you are at a convention that does long con formats, um, which is like three interlocked sessions, then you could do a full hero's journey, right? You could basically cut it up exactly like Star Wars, run three connected one shots that span that journey. Um, and then you can also take the opportunity between those different sessions to have level up moments so that you have that transformation path across there too. Yep. And uh, when we start talking about transforming, we need to transform the show to the closing. But first, Senda, you're going to tell us about another show on the Misdirected Mark Network. 
I am indeed. On the lounge, Doc finds the best, the brightest, the most fun game designers and sits down to have a cool chat with them. You never know what conversation is going to come up on the lounge, but they're all very interesting. Indeed they are. Say, Senda, where can people reach us on the internet? Well, you can find us on Twitter at Pandas Talk Games. You can find us in the Misdirected Mark forums, which is forums.misdirectedmark.com, where, if you're there, you should write a, a something so that you don't accidentally get deleted when we clear out the spam bots. Like, make sure you've introduced yourself. Also, you know, enter to win the dice bags, because that's still going. Um... Cool, yeah. And if you don't like that, either of those options, you can always drop us an email, panda at misdirectedmark.com. And Phil, once they have that information or have connected with us in one of those places, what can they do with that? Much like Dave, you can send us your topics. We love, in fact, we thrive on doing the show mm talking about the things that you find uh, interesting. It's so much so that we are like 98% uh, locally sourced uh, from you all, which we absolutely love. Only and the freshest organic topics for us. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, please send us your topics. Um, we'll put it together in a show and uh, we'll talk about it. And then you'll have the satisfaction of all of a sudden hearing your question asked on the podcast. There's no rhyme or reason to it, so you'll never know when it's going to happen. It'll always be a surprise. Um, if you like what we do here or elsewhere on the Misdirected Mark Network, please uh, support our Patreon campaign. Go to patreon.com slash MMP. It really does make a difference for helping us um, keep the lights on. Patrons get all sorts of things. Uh, first and foremost, you're going to get access to the bonus outtakes from the show. You are going to get the after show from Misdirected Mark, and you are going to get right into the Misdirected Mark Slack channel which is full of awesome humans talking about games and being very funny. In addition, you can branch out from that. You can play some Minecraft with us if that's a thing you're into. There are the occasional giveaways as uh, Encoded Design sometimes likes to drop gifts into the feed. We have one that's not quite ready, but it's getting there. Um, this is a mystery to me. Oh, it's not. You've played it before, but um, it's a little game Bob has worked on ah. that... Um, we're going to release the print and play, I think, to all the patrons as a thank you, because we love them all. Cool. Um, and then in addition to that, you'll just be, you know, connected with the rest of the Misdirected Mark family. I got to tell you, there's some pretty nice people out there. And to that point, we like to shout out some of their names each episode. And we have three such names we want to shout out. Senda, who are we talking to? Uh, Schmitty, the Keeper of the Labyrinth. Hi, Schmitty. Thank you. Hi, Schmitty. <laughs> Steve Radabow. Thank you so much. And Austin Lemke. Thank you so much, Austin. Indeed. Thank you. Thank you, all three of you, as well as all of our other patrons who uh, keep everything that we're doing possible. So thank you. Mm -hmm. um, there's another thing you can do that also helps us immensely. It is, uh, it is a thing that helps us get seen. It is a thing that helps us get other listeners because truthfully, as you know, as faithful listeners of the show, if you start listening to us, you will fall in love with us and keep listening. <laughs> um, but in order to do that, you have to be able to find us. And what is the way that helps people find us? Can I just, before I actually say this part, insert, like, that was such a hashtag humble brag, like... <laughs> It's I mean, true. Seriously. Anyway, like, yeah, yeah, not 
not humble at all of us, is it? Anyway, um, you can leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or the podcatcher of your choice. No matter where you leave it, it will help people on that platform find us because that's how algorithms and stuff work. The only thing is if you don't leave it in the U.S. Apple Podcast Store, then you should let us know about it because we really, really like reading them. But also there's like so many places you could leave it. So that's cool. And mm-hmm. actually on Apple, did you know you can rate individual episodes too? Like that's pretty cool. You can give us stars on individual. I like stars. Yeah, stars are great. Send them our way. The more, the merrier. <laughs> I like being an A student with a gold star on my paper. And yes. uh, yeah, you can give me stars. It's great. Say, send up. Yeah. How are you going to set up a hero's journey in your next home game? This show is a joint production of She's a Super Geek and Misdirected Mark Productions, the media arm of Encoded Designs. Click, click, click. This click is brought to you by the letter C. <laughs> Are we really doing this again? For chocolate. Because we were eating chocolate pre-show. <laughs> The funny part about this is that we already had one aborted click in which he already used that line. Yes. And here we are again. Bloop. I finished reading Ancillary Justice, um, which was really good. I think I will eventually pick up Ancillary Sword, which I think is the next one, just because I like the where the story went. Although, I arguably, I read this one because it was um, source material for reading, um, for getting ready to run transit. Right. And the next one, um, now the character is not a ship anymore. And I'm like, "Mm, I like this character. I like this character, but I like this character more when it was, you know, part ship and part, uh, ancillary. I'm really interested to hear about transit because like I have, there's this series of books that Anne McCaffrey wrote, um, the ship who like, blah 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 like it's the ship who sang and the ship who something and the ship who something right um but they were really interesting because they were like a human ship well, I, I hope i'm remembering this correctly it's been ages since i read them um but they were like a human and a ship like symbiotic like mind meld relationship interesting that that would be a cool thing yeah this one's a little different this one's a little different this one is um the ship is an ai Yes, and, and um, it has to take care of its little NPC people. Well, and so it has its own um, humans called ancillaries, which are basically mm-hmm. um, conquered people that they put implants in that the ship then takes over. Oh, interesting. So um, the ship basically runs the the human forms, right? The The ancillaries. So the ship is the ancillaries and it is the ship simultaneously. And there are like many ancillaries, like there are ground troops, there are um, support people who like take care of the ship, there are the um, stewards and things that take care of the crew and all of that. And then there's the human crew. Oh, then there's an actual human crew? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was like, so basically it functions as a hive mind. Yeah, it, it it's funny because it doesn't um it doesn't act as a hive mind. The ancillaries don't have independent thought. Well, yeah, they 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 function only on the ship thought. Yeah, yeah. they're they're extend they're they're an extension of the ship at all times. 
it's really an interesting story. Yeah, that that's got some serious creep factor. Just a little bit, a little bit clear. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> anyway, and, and, and I mean cool. the 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 planetary government that you know they're from is not like the greatest. Like it's it's not the best government. Got some, got some issues. Got some issues. Got, got some, some serious moral issues. quandaries. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, so I finished reading that. What are you reading? <laughs> Why? 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 Uh, uh, let's see. I'm I'm reading something from archive of our own, and I think that's all I'm going to say tonight. <laughs> Are you reading fanfic? <laughs> yes. Bloop. That's only six minutes. We should just get started. Oh, otherwise we could unpack it further. No. That's, we're cool here. We're cool. We're Everything's good. fine. We're all good. That's not a hint. We're all, we're all good. <laughs> okay, there's a gas leak. Let's just move right along. <laughs> Bloop. Are you ready? Maybe. I guess you better meow. All right, so wait. Like, I guess laugh the, at your all right, face. All right, so since since we're not talking about what it is, okay, is it good? I'm 21 chapters in, so like, so yes. First of all, I'm just amazed that somebody <laughs> has cranked out 21 chapters on this topic. I think it's two people writing together. And um, it's really good. And when we're talking about chapters, we're not talking about like a page and then calling it a chapter. We're talking about like these are actual chapters. (laughs) Like I have probably read about 250 pages of this so far. Wow. And it's on your phone because I know you, right? Yes. Well, because it's archive. of. It's not like in print. It's it's a website. Do you know archive of your of our own? No. It is. It's just fanfic. It's all fanfic. It's a fanfic archive. I see. I t- <laughs> so every it, now so and if then I'm you looking just for something to be shipped, it. I can just go there and find yes. it. Yes, and then you go see who shipped it. Interesting. I discovered it when I was reading a lot about Loki. Ah, yes. This one is not about Loki. No, it's not since you said that name out loud. <laughs> And I think we're ready to begin. (laughs) That's not fair. I wasn't even looking up when you meowed. Yes, that was a good face. I appreciated it. Your eyes got all big. (laughs) Meow. That face. Bloop. Lucky die, lucky die, lucky die. Goes here. Whoop. Awesome. You didn't like my lucky die. No, I loved it. I loved it. I loved the womp at the end. Womp. <laughs> I'm feeling really giggly tonight. It oh, doesn't bode well. Oh, I can tell. <laughs> it's your fault. It is your fault. You put me in that space. You did the thing. Bloop. Um. Show me what you got. <laughs> Show me what you got. Show me what you got. Show me what you got. got. Uh -uh. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. That was fun. So what do you got? 22 minutes? Please. 
<laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh, I why got, do you do that? Like 38. It's like 38, 48. Yes. Yeah, it's like just about 39. So that's good. That's a good length. You right? really gave me like a heart attack there for a second. <laughs> Diabolical. Oh, no. No. Bloop. So should we stop recording now or what? I think so. <laughs> Can you say goodbye? Uh-huh. Bye. Bye. And stop. I think he actually stopped it like mid end or bye. Anyway, bye.